Welcome back for a second edition of Billy West Live with former state Senator Don Kelly. Uh, Senator Kelly, again, great to see you again. It's just uh, n- nice to get your thoughts. Um, John Bell Edwards has been our governor for eight years. Um, I want to get your thoughts just in general about his performance as governor and kind of what you see moving forward with um, Governor-elect Jeff Landry in the next four years. So just in general, your thoughts, and then we'll talk about your history as floor leader for many different governors. Well, in other words, John Bell, I mean, I think he's a miracle worker to have done what he has done and accomplished what he has accomplished against a MAGA-controlled, legislature in Baton Rouge, it's, it's almost unbelievable. I mean, there's been no, no offering on the opposing side, the Republican side, if you want to say it, yeah. to help things, you know, reach some compromise. Uh, I think he's done a good job under the circumstances. I, can't, I think he could, if he'd had a, a, a legislature like we used to have, I mean, I think he would have done wonderful because, I mean, everybody trying to work together, Republicans, Democrats, everybody. I mean, some of our uh, key people were members of the Republican Party. But you always were able to build a consensus. You were a floor leader for Edwin Edwards, Buddy Romer, and people who had vastly different ideas about how to govern. How did you do that? I don't know. With Romer, it was a little harder. I will say mm-hmm. that. Just more well, ideologically yeah, uh, strict? Not so much from an ideological standpoint. It was just Buddy was... I love him to death. He was a dear friend. God, he could be hard-headed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's just times that we... You know, I think we'd have things worked out and all of a sudden it just... Psh, it'd blow up. That never happened with me, with Edwin Edwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, Edwin was... Uh, He's one of the easiest guys in the world to work with. How would you describe Edwin? I mean, he has been described by many other people. What is your description of Edwin Edwards, just as his philosophy and how he governed? Well, I'm not sure that he had a philosophy. I think that's what's wrong with this country. Everybody's concerned with, well, what's your philosophy? Well, my philosophy is to make government work and do what's right for the people. And I think that was the way Edwin Edwards looked at things. I didn't look at myself as a a liberal or a conservative. I mean, uh, we just all worked hard to try and make it work. But Donnie, you were always described in the media as a liberal, as a trial lawyer liberal. I never found you to be that way. I thought you were pragmatic. You worked with Law B. You work with Ed Stimel. You work with people in the legislature to get things that would help business in Louisiana, help the oil and gas industry, because you had to. Yeah, you had to. I mean, there's certain things that just have to be done. And uh, But today's people nowadays, they don't look at it that way. I mean, they're so uh, on an ideological pole. Mm-hmm. They don't ever, and they're not willing to give. You've always got to be able to to give a little. Sure. Let me ask you a, a, a Sometimes question. Sometimes to gain a lot. Well, of course. The art of compromise, right? Yeah. And the, the, the challenge to me 
I just want your thoughts on this. You mentioned it earlier, the MAGA folks, and the, they're so rigid in their thinking. But why is that popular in Louisiana? We would be foolish, I think, not to just recognize that Mike Johnson got reelected with whatever his percentage was. You know, Landry got elected in a first primary. We have to recognize that that's popular right now. Why so? Why is it popular? I read a book one time. It was written by a lady. She came to southwest Louisiana, and most of it is racially uh, related. And uh, she said, her conclusion, I can't remember her name, this has been five, six years ago, I read this book. She said that the people in southwest Louisiana, and you're talking about a big change, and we'll talk about that in a minute, people in southwest Louisiana uh, felt like that they had been taken advantage of by African Americans relating to jobs mm -hmm. and relating to uh, programs that were laid, that laid out to help poor people and so forth. I think that uh, that was her impression, and I have nothing to disagree with that about. I think that uh, that had a lot to do with it. Uh, used to, people didn't, uh, they, they weren't talking about that. And if you want to just talk frankly about it, I think there's two things that basically caused that. And uh, my black friends are not going to like for me to hear me say this, but I think the election of Barack Obama whom I was for, but I think that hurt overall in the racial attitudes of people in the United States. How so? How so? How do, how do you mean that? I think there's some of these people, man, they could, I mean, look, you weren't, you, well, you were out there too. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, these people, I mean, this black-white deal is a lot more serious than what people think it is. The racial divide in the South yeah, is still yeah, significant. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, man, It's worse than it was when I was in high school, and we were segregated. And, uh, I mean, it's... Uh, so do you think that's a root of a lot of the MAGA oh, strength I, in Louisiana? I, oh, yeah. I don't think there's any question about it. And uh, I think that... Uh, and then there's a, another side of that also which deals with the fact that, and then here comes Trump on top of Obama, and Trump is just an outright racist. That's all he is to it. If you can, I can go pick you out 20 statements he's made that would prove that if we were in a courtroom. <laughs> and uh, I, I meant, so when you combine those two things, things that used to people kept closer to their chest now they're out there proclaiming. Right. I mean, uh, anti-racist, uh, anti-racist, you know, just racism, racism. And I, I mean, a lot of people think that I'm wrong when I say that, but I'm pretty darn sure I'm right. Well, that's I mean, why I wanted your thoughts on yeah. that, is to get your perspective yeah. on it. For people who can study this for years to come, this is an interesting time in Louisiana. Uh, it, it, it's a, it's a, we're at a crossroads because we have so many young people moving out of state. Um, 
you know, we're losing people to Texas. We talked about that earlier. But how do we turn this around, Senator? How, how does the Jeff Landry-led legislature and this supermajority he has in both the House and the Senate, how do they solve this problem? Because it's all, now they have the power. Oh, they got the power. How, they how are they going to? I don't know if you can solve it. I, I personally think it could get worse mm-hmm. as a result of this concentration of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, may not. I don't know Jeff Landry. Mm-hmm. I've never met him. I, I don't know anything good or bad to say. In fact, as he was brought to my attention by my friend mm-hmm. Randy Ewan, that he thinks that while we were in, in the Senate down there, Jeff Landry was working for some senator in the very back of the room back there. I mean, he was a... You know, it was a aide or something to someone. But you, you literally don't don't know I, him. I've never met him, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. If I did, well, I, if, I don't if, know. If you had an opportunity to advise him, and you've advised most every governor in Louisiana for the last forty years, if you had an opportunity to sit down with Jeff Landry, and he was sitting in this room now, would you tell him to follow a model of Edwin Edwards, a Buddy Romer, a Mike Foster? What would you tell him? Giving him advice as a former floor leader for all the governors in Louisiana, how would you advise Jeff Landry to be successful? Well, I think any of those governors that you mentioned, I mean, you know, because I think they tried to do what was right. Did we agree all the time? No. I mean, did we accomplish things all the time? No. But I can name you, especially Dave Train, Buddy Romer, and and uh, Edwin Edwards, that I meant. They tried everything in the world to make things work. And Dave Trains fine a man as I'm, uh, and everybody's always saying, well, you're a big Democrat and all that. Yeah, I've been a Democrat all my life. Don't plan on changing. I mean, my mom and daddy would roll over in their grave if they thought I did. <laughs> uh, but but you uh, really like Dave Train. I love Dave Train. Right. I think he's one of the finest men I've ever met. I think if every governor past and future, could have the character that that man had, we'd all be in better shape. Aren't most politicians that you've encountered during your career been more successful when they had, I'll use your word, an innate ability to listen to other people? Yes. Do you think this guy, you know, Jeff Landry, who's been elected our governor, hopefully he's successful. We all hope he's successful. I hope he is. Do you you think from what you've read and what you know about him that he is going to listen and compromise on issues or not? I can't answer that because I don't know the guy. Well, you know, Senator, it's great to get your perspective. Don Kelly has been our guest on Billy West Live.